Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast and Happy New Year. As we all know, we are living in some crazy times right now, but I believe that our best days are ahead for those that are willing to partner with God and be all that He has called us to be. Our best is yet to come. Today, I welcome special guest, Pastor Corey Oliver, who has an on-time, powerful word to share with us. Welcome, Pastor Corey. Well, Leah, I do thank you for the invitation, and I am very humbled that God spoke to you about me, and uh, you and I are definitely kindred in a lot of ways, Um, even have some similar stories. Yes, but even though we just met, God always brings together the right people at the perfect timing, so there's no doubt that He brought us together at this perfect time to deliver this important message. Yeah. So feel free to share whatever God has put on your heart, you know, a word of encouragement, even correction if we need it, you know, whatever it is, whatever you feel led to say. I know as we record today, you were telling me that there's some bad weather and you're kind of off the grid. Yeah. So just be patient, friends, and just ignore any of the glitching you might hear as Pastor Corey delivers this word. Holy Spirit, we just pray right now for every listener that you would captivate hearts and minds. Say what you want to say in this hour. This is your show, and I'm just your mouthpiece. Amen. I believe that in this time, more than ever, God is calling us to two important things as believers. This is not the time to hide and be fearful. God is calling us to have discernment and intimacy. And with those two things, you will not only have protection, you'll have peace, you'll have clarity, and you will be able to be who God has called you to be. Praise God. Amen. You're exactly right. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole lot of things, but this morning, uh, in, in preparation in the Spirit, um, first of all, uh, I knew that there was a wrestling and a warfare because God is uh, wanting to release a word. And we see so many things all uh, converging is one of the best words that I would call it as a convergence of all the prophetic amalgamating or binding or connecting or coming together uh, in a very uh, Kairos moment. And that is a, a very God on time moment, a very brief window of God doing a supernatural work in our life and in the life of the world. Uh, This morning, uh, the very thing that I thought of in combination or connection with what God has laid on my heart so heavy, something that I'm willing to go to the state for, something I would not renounce my faith over. I, I, I trust and I hear the word of God, and it can always be tested by the fruit and be tested by the word. Uh, even when it comes to as the spirit moves, it can be testified by the testimony of uh, Jesus coming in the flesh. But I, I heard the Lord say, tell Leah about my church needing above every other supernatural gift or every gift of works or any of the fivefold or any of the fruits of the Spirit, uh, what the body of Christ needs in this hour is discernment. Amen. I just said that. (laughs) Confirmation. See how God does this? Uh, Well, you know, uh, I kind of checked my spirit to see if that was still something necessary to unleash because... You know, nothing's new underneath the sun, Leah, but God does give the word for the hour. What is it that is most necessary for the body of Christ? And without question or thought, discernment. Right. And discernment is the wisdom of God. Uh, Knowledge can be obtained through study or through impartation, 
uh, words of knowledge if we want to look in the spiritual realm. Also, uh, as we gain knowledge through uh, connection. But wisdom is a spiritual gift that is given from God. Yes. And wisdom is associated with discernment. We are in a new era. This era already started probably back in 2017 and started to really manifest in 2019. But it we are in full in a new era. Uh, sometimes because, I mean, have you ever heard of Ponzi schemes? Yeah. You know, we won't use any business names, but it's the pyramid scheme uh, where there's people at the top that are really wealthy from the benefits of all the folks underneath that are paying into the organization. And as this duplication happens, it kind of just pushes success or pushes uh, things up to the very peak, the center. And so the folks at the very top of the ring are benefiting the most from the the folks underneath uh, doing most of the majority of the grunt or the heavy lifting. And so we have lived in the residuals of a path. We lived in the residuals of the Welch revivals, the first and second great awakening. We've relived in the residuals of even uh, Plymouth Rock. We've lived in those residuals of the blessings that came. We've lived in the residuals of revolutions and civil wars and, and, and coming to that place of getting it right. But there has been seasonal shifts. Leah, I'm trying to do a little background of where we are in a new era. Multiple meanings, and there's multiple we could learn by the living word, the rhema word of God. And there's a lot of places and a lot of addresses that I could take you that are, like I said, the great convergence of things coming together. Uh, the scriptures are alive, and they're coming alive afresh and anew for a remnant church. But I want to carry you as we think about residuals. You know in Judges the story of Samson, right? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of abbreviate this for your listening audience, Samson flirted with sin over and over again and really did not value or reverence the anointing. The anointing of God, the, the set-apartness, the divine uh, designation that God placed in his life to be a ruler, to be a judge. And Samson pretty much trampled on God's courts. We remember the story over and over again. But there's a moment in Judges 16, and this is thinking about the residual. You know, Delilah had finally tricked Samson into giving up where his strength came from. We know it wasn't the hair or anything like that, but it was that understanding that Samson had did not value the Nazarite covenant, the set-apart covenant to be holy as God is holy. What God has said for the born-again believer to walk in. And so Samson reveals his, his strength, and Delilah uses it against him. She cuts his hair off. She shakes him violently. She yells out loud. She says, Samson, Samson, the Philistines are among you. And if you look in Judges 16, beginning at um, just verse 20, Delilah said, as she cried out, Samson, the Philistines are here. And when he woke from his sleep, he said, I will escape as I did before, shaking myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. 
Wow, that's scary. That is one of the scariest passages of Scripture. That that passage of Scripture and the passage of Scripture where Jesus says, today you are not far from the kingdom of heaven. If you're one inch away from the kingdom of heaven, you know where you are? You're lost. (laughs) You are caught up in religiosity. You are caught up in deception. You are caught up in just a the blind leading the blind. And Jesus said, you are not far from the kingdom of heaven. And when Samson rose, the residual had finally left because he had exhausted everything he had had on fornication and idolatry and lust of the flesh. And Samson went out to to do war and to shake them off because of his strength, and he did not realize that the Lord had left. Wow. Leah, that's where we have been for a while, but this new era that we are in is a new era of the remnant. Yes, There have been those like you, and I would say that you have been in the cleft of the rock. You have been uh, in training. You have been uh, tucked away for a season. Yes. Why? Because God is really revealing what some of the prophets said years ago, that God is raising up a nameless, faceless generation for the sole purpose to discern the time and to preach the gospel. Right. The gospel is the very message of salvation for the world. It is the good news. And there has been a season where people have adulterized and manipulated or tried to manipulate the gospel for their own gain, for platform, for to be a celebrity, uh, for ego. I'm not exposing folks uh, because... What's important is that when exposure happens in this new era, it's not about condemnation. It's about a true heart, wholehearted grief for that person and pray that uh, they would be restored and reconciled. You know, here again, this is a, a whole convergence of things. And so when I think about where are we right now and as we move forward with a fresh word for 2021, I believe as I prayed through this and God has been giving me themes for years uh, to kind of help lead the folks that I serve and to also uh, be a herald of, of encouragement and gospel truth. It's 2021. It's a play on words with number one, meaning the sword of the Lord, that the one represents the sword, the rhema word of God. Also, with the the yielding of the sword, it is W-O-N. Now, if we look in the natural realm, we are just feeble. Uh, We are vulnerable. But when we look in the supernatural realm, when we apply uh, with eyes of understanding uh, the faith that moves mountains, uh, then we really can walk in victory no matter the circumstance or the hour of the season. Uh, As we look at a new era, we see how uh, the archangel Michael was warring cosmic realm to release that word back to Daniel. And that was an ushering in of a new era. You can look historically from scripture. God is moving in, in a mighty way, but an accelerated way. And 
what is important, and I don't know if you've ever heard this before. You may have because you roll in those kind of circles. I just bear witness with you, Leah. But, you know, it, we so often say, behold, God is doing a new thing. And that's referenced in the Isaiah passages that he's doing a new thing. Can we not perceive it? But remember this, that the new thing is actually the original thing. Mm, amen. The original thing that God said, it is very, very good. But we can truly brace Numa, the spirit of God, and also Adam, uh, humanity, where those two forged together as one. And then they become the reincarnated Jesus uh, that was fully in the flesh, but transported uh, and did amazing, miraculous things because no longer was the Christ uh, held or bound uh, by any of the dynamics of this world. And those are the same activations that we can have, but it's an original thing, not a, necessarily a new thing, because a new thing would mean something other than what was. That's been stolen from us from the garden. The original thing is what God showed could happen on the day of Pentecost. And so we realize that silver and gold we don't have, but in the name of Jesus, people can rise and walk. That we might not have any resources, but we have a shadow. And if somebody touches the shadow, if somebody touches the hem of the garment, if somebody stretches out their hand, if somebody uh, even uh, yells at Lord Jesus, uh, it's a mighty move in this new era. It sure is. In this new era, I just want to share with your listening audience these very keys to the new era. Share with us, Pastor, what are the keys to the new era? Number one is that God is calling the church to repentance. Yes. Uh, we do not really have a global worldview that has seen mass poverty and genocide and war and real-life communist Marxism. Uh, we have flirted around with these things like Samson did, point to where we don't realize that God has left. And I know that there's a remnant that has been in a heart of repentance. But we have to lead that charge. That must be a key message. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus. And, and for the remnant, another essential part of moving through repentance is thanksgiving. Come on. We need to be so thankful for every breath, Leah, every benefit, every thought that God has birthed in us to the smallest of the loaf of bread on our table. We are called in this new era to be really a deep, abiding, thankful people. And then finally, obedience. Yes. Obedience. That is true revival. See, in a past generation, folks thought of revival as emotionalism. And I don't know about you, but I love to dance in the Lord. I love to shout and praise God. Uh, I love to just uh, revel in His presence. And that's all good. But uh, true revival is obedience to Jesus. That's simply what it is. And that might be emotional or that might just be walking across the street and saying, thus saith the Lord to a neighbor. 
And so, Leah, those are those. That's the first rung of keys. But what leads us into these keys is humility. This new era will be marked with humility. Amen. Uh, because you know what? Greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. Uh, all power and authority has been given unto me, Jesus said, and He said, uh, "Go and do likewise." Uh, he's given us that release. If we will just walk in it, but it must be in humility because God will be is beginning to do unorthodox things that cannot be put into a laboratory and tested and examined. It is a true divine miracle. And there is an unleashing of the divinity of God. Yes. For the simple fact that he is returning uh, for as many as he can to be a spot and wrinkle-free bride. Wow, Pastor Corey, you are just preaching my message. I mean, all I talk about in all my previous blogs and podcasts, people are probably tired of me talking about repentance, thanksgiving, obedience, humility, surrender, being set apart, (laughs) all the things that God is calling us to be. The keys to the new era is repentance, thanksgiving, and obedience. That is truth. And I've said this before. You know, I start out every morning with the same prayer. I start out thanking God for who He is, not for what He's done, but for who He is, His character. And then I repent for any way in me, any prideful way, any selfish motives, any way in me that does not please Him. And I walk in obedience. And you know, favor follows radical obedience. You're exactly right. You know, when you have a pure heart, when you allow God to purify your heart, that's when He trusts you with kingdom business and you will go far. You will skyrocket into your calling. But so many people don't want to do any of these things because none of these things are comfortable. Sometimes they're not fun. They don't feel good. Repentance takes you humbling yourself and admitting that you're wrong and that you're in need of a savior. Thanksgiving, you would have to change your attitude. And obedience, most of the time, is very uncomfortable, out of your comfort zone, giving up your own rights, giving up your timing, giving up your plans giving up what looks logical to you, what seems right to you, trusting God. Many times he'll call you to crazy faith where you'll lose friends, you'll lose popularity, you'll lose your comfortable way of living, but you know what? You'll gain so much more. You'll gain purpose, you'll gain peace, you'll gain favor, and you'll gain a heart that is pleasing to God. When it's all said and done and I take my last breath, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful daughter. Right, exactly. You're exactly right. We are in these very pivotal precipice moments where there's no more middle road. There's no more straddling the fence. It's true. You know, far too many Christians have just lived a comfortable life, go to church on Sunday. They think they have their golden ticket to make it into heaven. And then they just live for themselves and then cry out to God when they're desperate. But God is shaking up the church in this time. He's calling forth a higher standard, a holy standard. He's seeking those like Esther and Mordecai, you know, Esther that risked her life to go to the king, to do what God called her to do, to finish her assignment. And if she died, she died, but she was going to do whatever God called her to do, no matter the cost. 
God is calling us to die. We might not physically die, but we need to die to self. We need to die to our own agenda, our own plans, and our own selfish motive and surrender as if, God, whatever you want to do, I'm yours. Correct. The days of straddling a fence are being bystander. They are coming to an end. It might appear or sound combative or even adversarial. It's not. It's truly God desiring for us to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We are not on a luxury ship heading to heaven. We are on a battleship bombarding the gates of hell. Ooh, I love that. We are not on a luxury cruise ship heading to heaven. We are on a battleship bombarding the gates of hell. Amen. Right. And so many people are fearful for what they cannot ever control. That is time, and that is their appointed time. God's calling us to be people that blow the trump, that are watch persons on the wall. Yep that will not bury our coins in the backyard. He's calling us, and and this is not militaristic. It is faithfulness. It's obedience, like you said, Leah. It is about discerning, and it is about stepping out by faith. And part of that great exploit for the new era is going to be marked mightily through that true humility and obedience and the signs and the wonders and the miracles. Amen. I prayed for somebody yesterday, Leah, that has COVID-19, and they have had a prolonged um, bout with this. And I just prayed over them right then and there. They texted me minutes later and said, for the first time in 10 days, I can smell and, and I can taste my bread. And I said, well, Faith is the evidence of things hoping for. I expect when I pray that people are going to be healed. I expect that souls are going to be saved. I expect that there is going to be a revelation of God in the hearts of the lost. And so many of us have just, you know, had this knowledge that we've got this Greek mindset of reason and logic. And if we can't examine it, if we can't see it, we won't accept it. But the Jewish mindset was all about the signs and the wonders and the miracles. That was the evidence that gave them the assurance that there was a true ultimate God in heaven. You know the Shema, hear O Israel, our Lord, our God is one. And it was such a fact that they have always stood, regardless of persecution, trusting that almighty Yahweh God is their deliverer. And we have that greater revelation. We have the fullness of God through Christ Jesus. Yes, God has called us to a life of crazy faith, you know. I personally am living a modern-day Bible story right now, you know. It's like a story of Joseph, Noah, Lazarus, you know, just the impossible, the unlikely, the uncommon, right? But God has called us to have crazy faith because He really is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that split the sea for Moses, the same God of Joseph, the same God that rose Lazarus from the dead, he is that same God today. But we as modern day Americans, you know, have a hard time really reconciling that when faced with a modern day miracle. You know, if it doesn't happen in their time frame, if it doesn't look logical, If they don't have the capacity to believe it, then it must not be true, right? It must not be God. But God shows up and shows off in the impossible, and He loves to perform miracles. 
God has told me, you will display my wonders. People will literally come to salvation through your testimony. So of course, there's going to be a process to that. There's going to be a waiting period. There's going to be a refining. And that's all part of the process to become like Jesus. Well, Leah, you're exactly right for such a time as this. Jesus, he did explain that there would be a greater move of those who saw with the heart of understanding and trusted by faith. Everything is actually being pursed to the surface. I want you to think about this, Leah. Think about, you remember Esther's, she's called, she's at that point where she's received the illumination from Mordecai about the doom and actually the strategies to annihilate her people. She could have ranted as the queen right then and there, but it was a strategic plan where it wasn't the first meal that she had with the king and Haman, the second. So certain things have to run their full course for it to be understood that it could only happen by the hand of God. Amen. For everybody's hand to be exposed and everything to be turned upside down. That's what the kingdom of God is about, the light shining out darkness. And, you know, Leah, I want you to start to pray about looking at mothership, uh, spiritual mothers. Um, I fasted 40 days before, just water, and God really spoke to me in great volumes. And he said that this generation is so consumed with self that it is about doing great things for God, doing, you know, great exploits for the Lord. But true biblical success is when you pass the baton, whether it's uh, Paul and, and Timothy or Elijah and Elisha or whomever. And so we also have to begin to operate by releasing the glory. Yes, we need to release His glory. Well, Pastor Corey, it's been a delight having you on today. A lot of amazing things, meaty things that we need to chew on and digest, you know. So Holy Spirit, you know, we just pray, Lord God, that you would just seal these words in our heart, Lord God, and that there would be practical change in our lives, that we would change the way we're living, Lord God, that we would become set apart in who you've called us to be, Lord God, that you would change our hearts, soften our hearts, that we would desire you more than anything else, Lord God. Feel free to pray over us, Pastor Corey. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now where you are, uh, God is stripping doubt off your life. Right now where you are, The Lord is not restricted by your distance, but by faith, you're hearing these prayer of healing. I pray the Holy Spirit fuses his healing virtuous power upon every cell of your body. If you're dealing with cancer, arthritis, macular eye degeneration, any type of ailment, COVID virus, any type of flu sickness, any type of bacterial infection in the name of Jesus, I claim health and healing. And I trust that the God who was the same yesterday, today, and forever, the God that gave resurrection power to the church reigns and rules through this prayer and will touch you and give you the victory so that you can be a witness that truly there is a God in heaven that loves you 
and has equipped you for such a time as this to share what great things God has. Amen in Jesus' name. Yes and amen. Well, Pastor Corey, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much for... I I see our relationship growing in the spirit because I want to introduce you to Elkie. Love you. Oh. Thank you for the opportunity, Leah. God bless you. Same to you. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Bye.